0: You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, L-State Nation? Welcome to Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast dedicated to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I'm your host, Taylor Jones. And we are joined today by Zach Blackerby. Zach Blackerby, you know him from Locked On College Football. You also know him from Locked On Auburn. And Zach, I uh, was looking forward to having you on the show this week. Uh, I know that's something that we had talked about a while back, that when Mississippi State and Auburn played, that you would be on the show and we talk about it. But at the beginning of the week, we got some bad news that that game would not be happening this week due to a uh, postponement. Mississippi State had some COVID issues, but it was more not having enough offensive linemen to meet the SEC threshold. And it came out a day later that Auburn had had some issues with COVID-19 as well. So that game is on the back burner for now. It's going to be picked back up on December the 12th. But in the meantime, we can talk about the game that might have been, and we can also talk about everything else going on in college football, especially in the SEC, because this, uh, this week has been very, very challenging. For uh, SEC ADs and players and coaches and everything else. But uh, Zach, we found a way to get you on the show anyway, and we look forward to talking football with you today. How are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I was bummed.
1: I was totally looking forward to our crossover episode. And for those who don't know, of course, Taylor, you and I go back, um, uh, you know, working together or working in the same market anyway uh, before locked on. So I was looking forward to chatting with you. But yeah, we found a way to make it happen. We found a way, but what a wild week. And I actually called you when the news happened. I, I didn't see this coming. This 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 cancellation. Um and at first I was like, "Come on, Mississippi State." And then the next day Gus Malzahn's presser happens and it's like, "Oh, okay. Uh Auburn may not have been in a situation to play yet either." So I I think it was kind of, you know, something that you're seeing from around the SEC, you know, only 3 games happening tomorrow, which is kind of wild. But yeah, man, it's um I don't know. It's been really, really interesting to see everything happen. I mean, Auburn, of course, had a bye week last week. So, you know, you, you have you have several straight games, and then, all right, you're off for two weeks if you're the Auburn Tigers. So it's been kind of weird to see.
0: Uh, do you uh, do you watch The Office? Are you a big fan of The Office? I love The Office. This, uh, this game reminds me of the episode where uh, Pam brought in Lice to The Office, but everybody blamed Meredith. And then at the end of the day, it's like... <laughs> It, it, it's not just me bringing in lice. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm doing, but I didn't do that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, a shout out to the uh, SID department at Mississippi State. Shout out to Coach Leach. Coach Leach, I'm learning. is doing a really good job of keeping things internal uh, with the uh, with the Kylan Hill situation, especially. He you know goes to press conferences. I I haven't talked to him. I don't know what he's doing. But then it later came out after Kylan Hill announced that he was going to be focusing on the NFL draft and focusing a little bit more on family after the situation he was going through. It came out that, yeah, he had you know been in contact with Kylan this entire time and uh, was doing everything he could to support Kylan while he was away. And now with the uh, COVID-19 situation happening, they were one offensive lineman away from not being able to play the Vanderbilt game last week. But unfortunately, another uh, offensive lineman went down and they uh, weren't able to play against Auburn. And then Auburn's COVID situation – Uh, came to the top as well but I'll ask you this uh, Mississippi State coming in with six games played I believe Auburn's gotten uh, six games played as well coming in after the bye week are you surprised that we've made it this long without seeing a huge slew of games that have been postponed
1: no no I'm not Um, I just think the the way that they've handled it with you know these quote-unquote amateur athletes I think they've done a really good job of kind of understanding and respecting the health and safety of all of these guys. And look, the players want to play. We saw that movement um, that kind of resisted the last bit of, okay, you know, maybe there's not going to be a college football season. So Trevor Lawrence tweeted out, then you saw Bo Nix follow it, you know, the hashtag we want to play. And I think they're doing everything they can to respect that. I think it's better for these universities um when they're playing for multiple reasons for morale for happiness for for then obviously for money and so you know keeping all of these guys employed and 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 making sure you know all these coaches and ad's and all that get their paychecks that's um that's a big part of all of this i mean not to sound cynical but that's just that's just the way it is you know all of these all of these sec schools have really nice buildings and really nice facilities and, and those cost money and also, they're still recruiting throughout all of this, so you can't give an inch to um, you know the, all the other schools that you're competing against. So, I'm not surprised. I think they've done a good job, especially the SEC in handling all of this, um, and, and really college football as a whole. I think they've done a good job up to this point. Now, we'll see how much it gets handled. You know, is it gonna is it gonna stop? I mean, Auburn had a ton of cases during their fall camp. And they just kind of shut things down for a week. And then it was fine after that. And so we'll see if, um, you know, them getting nine players testing positive, three coaches testing positive, as Malzahn announced on Tuesday. We'll see if um, if it stopped there. I don't think we'll know that until next Tuesday when we talk to Gus again, but that's going to be um, that's gonna be a big part of it is, okay, is this it? Did, did, did everybody kind of stop the bleeding? But I don't think we'll know that until late next week.
0: This is Locked On Mississippi State, your daily home for Mississippi State athletes and podcasts. We're talking with Zach Blackerby from Locked On College Football and Locked On Auburn, kind of talking about the game that should have been happening tomorrow, but unfortunately due to COVID nineteen protocols, that game will not be happening. It will be happening on December the twelfth. And I know that you're uh, you get you have your ear to the ground in Auburn, one of the best Auburn reporters that I know. I'll ask you this question. Auburn coming off of a bye week, getting ready to take on Mississippi State. Do you know if Coach Malzahn allowed his players or if several of his players were able to go home during the bye week or did they kind of uh, try their best to keep him in Auburn?
1: Um, I have been told by listeners like, and seen pictures sent to me of guys out and about, um, out of state, out of town, um, at, at, at clubs and stuff. So I don't know if Malzahn told them that or not, I can't imagine that he did that. He doesn't seem like that kind of coach. Um, But I think that's kind of the problem, right? Is that happened. And, and he alluded to that a little bit um, at his press conference on Tuesday. It's like, we were in a rhythm and then the bye week happened and we got out of rhythm and look, I mean, the timing of everything for these Auburn kids, I'm just trying to put myself into, you know, their perspective, see things from their perspective, they beat LSU by the largest margin ever in, in, in the history of their program on Halloween, they get out of that game and it's like, all right, it's Halloween Here all of your classmates are out partying. And it's like, you want them to sit in their room knowing that they've got a bye week the following week. They don't have a game for two weeks. And that's tough. That's tough to kind of say, you know, Hey, you need to stay in your room and not do any, do anything. Like, that's really, really hard for me to tell those guys. That's what they need to do um i'm not saying that's what it was but the timing of all of it as far as when the cases popped and all that it kind of makes sense um but as far as like the, what was malzahn's message to the team um i'm sure he told him to be safe i'm sure he told him you know to be aware and be careful and don't do anything dumb um but the, the the way with this 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 disease this virus as um you know we all know at this point it's like you never know when it's going to happen. You never know when you're going to bump shoulders with somebody or have a conversation, and you know it gets to you, and you'll never know it, and then it's you know you know the whole position room has it at that point. So, um, yeah. But as far as Malzahn's messaging, uh, I'm, I'm I'm not sure.
0: And I know Zach that we're disappointed that we're not seeing Mississippi State take on Auburn this weekend. I was looking forward to it. I uh, felt like it was going to be a uh, a good measuring stick to see where Will Rogers is as far as uh, quarterback is concerned. Yeah. But the one thing that has uh, been my saving grace this week, I've been watching a lot of Maction. Uh, we've seen some really good games over the middle of the week due to the MAC conference being back for their second week. And let me tell you how I enjoyed Maction. I enjoyed it by sitting on my couch, turning that TV on, and enjoying a cold Coors Light from the comfort of my own home. And uh, let me tell you. Coors Light is the beer for you if you're just looking for football. I know state fans, Auburn fans, are a little disappointed that their teams aren't playing this week. Several SEC teams have announced that they were postponing uh, their games as well. But there is college football to be played, and Coors Light is the official beer for just sitting down and finding a college football game to watch. It's cold lagered. It's cold filtered, cold packaged. It is literally made to chill. It is as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies And it's perfect to unwind, perfect to reset, and perfect for watching college football. It's the one that I choose when I watch college football. And uh, did you know that you can also uh, have Coors Light delivered directly to your door? For more information on that, go to CoorsLight.com. Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, celebrate responsibly. We're talking with Zach Blackerby about the game that should be played tomorrow. We're going to uh, continue that conversation as well as other big games going on in college football this weekend. This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Mississippi State. Joined by uh, my guy Zach Blackerby from Locked On College Football and Locked On Auburn. Talking about the game That should have been played tomorrow, but uh, we're going to have to wait until December the 12th. And you brought up a good point before we went on the air with this, and it was something that I wanted to uh, talk with you about as well. So this game being moved from tomorrow to December the 12th, which was the uh, designated bye week or the, the free week, if you will, right before the SEC championship game. And looking at how both teams are being set up before they take on each other, Mississippi State has Ole Miss, and then they take on Mizzou, and then they'll, of course, have Auburn uh, before the SEC Championship game is being played. But for Auburn, it's going to be a bit of a tougher road as you've got the two toughest teams in the Western Division to take on before you take on Mississippi State. So just uh, looking at those two schedules, who do you think this game benefits more being played on December the 12th?
1: Oh, I I think it benefits Mississippi State a ton for some of the reasons that you just said, and also – I mean, Auburn had all the positive momentum in the world. I mean, Auburn fans went from wanting to fire Gus Malzahn to, you know, they performed well against Ole Miss. Uh, I'm sure you guys love that. You're welcome. Then uh, performed, <laughs> uh, performed really well against LSU. And it's like, okay, this Chad Morris offense is starting to come together. Bo Nix is starting to look like this this stud quarterback that we've seen glimpses of, and he's finally putting it together, getting more consistent. And, you know, you look across the defenses in the SEC – Mississippi State is, is, is I think, a top quarter of the defenses um, throughout the SEC. And when you look at it, it's like, all right, that would have been a great measuring stick to see, you know, okay, it's a little bit tougher. And you got a bye week to prepare for this air raid offense. It's a different style of offense, and they're going to play uh, any other week uh, this season. You lose all of that. Um, And also, I I think it's at a time where like, okay, momentum is favoring Auburn. And from from the perspective over here, it didn't really seem like it was favoring Mississippi State. And when you move forward, like you said, Auburn's got to now play Tennessee, which I think is winnable. Then they play Alabama in Tuscaloosa. I don't think that's winnable. Then they play Texas A&M at home. That's going to be a tough one. I think Auburn can win that game, but we'll we'll see. Um, And then they've got Mississippi State. And it's, it's interesting. I mean, depending on how the iron bowl goes, I mean, you're recruited at Auburn to, and and you really focus on two games, Georgia and Alabama. And it, I, I could totally see this Auburn team putting all their eggs in that iron bowl basket and losing by a lot. I don't see them stopping Mac Jones more than two or three drives in that game. So it's like, if they get blown out and it's just, okay, how does this team respond? Cause they're used to playing Alabama and the season being over if you lose. Um, it's not though. <laughs> twenty twenty. You got another really good team in Texas A and M, and then you've got to go to Starkville, where Auburn does not play well in Starkville. So I think this definitely benefits Mississippi State. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, I think it does uh, definitely. That was something that Bart Heitch and I were talking about on a uh, a couple of shows ago this week. Where you know we were looking back, and uh, of course Ole Miss, Mizzou, and. Both of those teams have, you know, shown signs of promise, but they've also shown signs of decline as well in a handful of ways. And then you look at Alabama, who, you know, is doing what Alabama does. Texas A&M has shown that they've uh, they've improved a lot. They've gotten a big key win at home against Florida, which I think is going to prove to be really big in the long run as it looks like Florida's in the front seat of uh, the SEC East. So, uh, yeah, we'll just have to see where both teams are right now. I was looking forward to them playing this week. Uh, both teams coming off a big win. Auburn coming off a bye week, and I was I was very interested uh, to see how this one would go. I kind of had an idea of where this one was going to go, but uh, Mississippi State—they've had a lot of uh, a lot of players leave the program. Marcus Murphy just announced yesterday that he was going to be leaving. That's a huge blow to the uh, state defense. Uh, but you had KJ Costello that's uh, battling injury. Will Rogers kind of being thrown to the wolves as a true freshman. I was curious to see how they were, you know, going to do against an Auburn team uh, with Will Rogers. That probably being his uh, first key start, he's gotten uh, several uh, snaps in during big games. It would have been his first big start after starting uh, against Vanderbilt last week. But this series has been uh, has been very interesting, as you mentioned, uh, coming into Starkville. Auburn has uh, struggled uh, recently. I think since uh, since Cam Newton left back in 2010. So from 2011 to now. Auburn has won five games. State has won four games. Uh, both teams this year have shown signs of dominance against the exact same team. Uh, mm. Sorry for sorry for what we did, at LSU. But uh, both teams have had fun with them, and there's also been times where uh, they've shown signs of, you know, well, what the heck are you guys doing? Uh, because we've seen, uh, you know, State go out there and throw for 623 yards, gain over 630 yards against LSU – but also struggle against uh, Kentucky, only able to get a safety, and that was something that the offense didn't even do. Um, So it it, it was going to be very interesting to see how that one was going to turn out. So I'll ask you here in this segment, if this game were to have been played, how do you think it would have gone, and what would have been the key for Auburn to get a win in Starkville?
1: Yeah, I think it would have been sloppy, regardless of who wins. That's just kind of the Auburn Mississippi State rivalry when they play in Starkville. It's just weird, weird stuff happens. Of course, the three to two game all you know comes to everybody's mind. But even you know, in I guess it was eighteen when when this Jarrett Stidham led offense went down to Starkville and they couldn't score, and it was just you know the the most odd thing. So um, I don't think it would have been pretty. I would have liked to have seen this Auburn team play more of that zone defense um, because you haven't really seen Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator for Auburn. They are much more comfortable being man to man. And you've seen one team go primarily man to man, to my knowledge against Mississippi state. And it was LSU and everything since then has been, you know, they've, they've trickled in a lot more zone. Well, Auburn's not good at running zone. So I was curious to see what that was going to look like um on saturday we're gonna have to wait till mid-december for that to kind of unfold now um but also just kind of you know seeing what leach was going to do to kind of change things up if he was going to change anything up at all um and then as far as uh when auburn had the football when auburn was on offense you know can bo nicks look competent on the road he did it against oxford you know he did it in oxford against old miss could he do it in starkville um against a better defense? You know, I'm still skeptical of Bo Nix and his performance on the road. And it would have been a really good test for him. It would have been a really good test. And, you know, if, if he was able to capitalize on that, maybe have some positive momentum um, going against Tennessee. And then, of course, Alabama and Texas A&M. But um, all in all, uh, I think it would have been a close win for Auburn. Um, that's just kind of the way I look at it. I think they would have figured out ways to control the football and force a few more turnovers than Mississippi State would have on Saturday. How would you have seen the hypothetical game that could have happened uh, tomorrow go?
0: I, I think we would have seen uh, – we probably would have seen more promise in uh, Mississippi State. Uh, I think Will Rogers would have been a little bit more comfortable out there throwing. Yeah. Um, don't know how well he would have done against that Auburn defense because, as you mentioned, and you know, you and I both covered the team there for, for a little bit uh, in uh, the same market um, – The defense has been really good since Kevin Still took over. The offense has struggled at times, but they've also shown signs that, you know, hey, this could be a national championship offense as well. So I don't know uh, what kind of defense we would have seen from Auburn, but I'd like to think it would be, you know, the the traditional hard-hitting Auburn defense that we're used to seeing. The only thing – uh, that that still uh, gets to me about Mississippi State, and it's something that we've come to expect. So it's not a not a big surprise to me or really anyone else that's followed Coach Leach. It's just this rushing game is just it, it's not. I wouldn't even say that it's bad. It's just not there, and you can't not run the football and win in the SEC because yeah, you can do it once against LSU, a team that's really not expecting it, and uh, a team that you know put it seems like two thirds of their chance championship team last year in the NFL, or they've graduated to uh, go do other things. But you're not going to do that against Alabama. You're not going to do that against Auburn. You're not going to do that against uh, Texas A&M or uh, Arkansas, which is what we've seen as well. Um, So I I think Auburn would have won, but I think it would have been a lot closer than the experts think. Um, But uh, it would have been a good game. And as you said, it probably could have been one of those crazy ones that we see in Starkville. Uh, with, uh, I, I remember, you know, the three, two game that you mentioned back in, uh, 2008. And of course the, uh, Dak Prescott, Nick Marshall game, I believe it was in 14. that ended up being a really good game. Nick Fitzgerald's right. had a couple of good games against Auburn. So I wouldn't have rolled out anything crazy happening, uh, in that ball game. But, uh, I still think Mississippi state has to find an identity. And I think they're slowly, but surely getting there. They're, uh, they're trimming the dead weight as, uh, as the old term goes and, uh, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I think, you know, year two and Mike Leach, we may start to see uh, the product that we know coach Leach can put out there. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it would have been a pretty close game and it would just uh, been all about what team showed up for, for both. Uh, Cause as we've mentioned, uh, we've seen uh, Auburn struggle. We've seen Mississippi state struggle, but we've also seen them dominate in every aspect of the game too. So uh, would have been a fun one really hate that we aren't getting it this week but we'll see where both teams are in uh, say I think it's a month from today actually uh, no a month from yesterday a month from yesterday uh, these two teams will meet in Starkville um, we've got one more it's segment coming. December 12th is a month away or less than a month away that is wild to me it it really is it feels like this year has dragged on but hasn't it hasn't at the same time it's it's flown by it's kind of odd and uh we're actually to the point now where we didn't even think we were getting college football and now we're on the back end of the sec schedule so uh it'll be here before you know it guys i know it'll be a a tough weekend without state football but um it 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 won't always be like this we hope uh knock on wood uh we've got one more segment coming up and we'll talk about so there's another uh sec team i want to talk with you about and just kind of curious to see how uh, you think their season is going to play out due to these COVID 19 postponements And we'll just talk about uh, several more games going on in college football this weekend that we need to watch since you and I, Zach, aren't going to have a game to cover on Saturday. This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. You know me, I'm a big Bilt Bar guy, and uh, Zach Blackerby, I know you're a big proponent of it as well. I know our guy Jake that covers BYU for Locked On Cougars. Uh, Big Bilt Bar guys. Uh, I know our Locked On Longhorns and Locked On Sooners guys, they uh, really love Bilt Bar too. My favorite flavor has always been the Cookies and Cream. Uh, Big Oreo fan. Uh, This Cookies and Cream bar tastes just like that. And you would have no idea, but you're actually doing your body a favor by taking in a built Bar. It tastes so good. You think that it's not going to do well for you, but it's actually uh, pretty good. Let me ask you, Zach, what are some of your uh, key flavors to, uh, you go to when you uh, reach for a built Bar during the day? You know, Taylor,
1: I'm in the same boat with you. Cookies and cream, anything, I, I absolutely love. Um, I also love the peanut butter brownie. That's probably Ooh, my favorite. Yes. But the, the, the thing about it, you know, I've had several different protein bars, and the first flavor I always try is cookies and cream. And it's always very chalky. It's always very, like, tough to chew. But you get Built Bar, and, like, it really tastes like a cookies and cream candy bar. It's it's crazy. It feels like you're cheating. It actually is healthy. So, um, yeah, cookies and cream and peanut butter brownie are my favorite, too.
0: Yeah, the cookies and cream, only 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. But there is definitely a perfect flavor for you. For you. Built Bar has 18 amazing flavors, including the six new flavors, Uh, cookies and cream, the Cherry barcia, the Caramel Brownie, and also 12 of the OG flavors, including salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, coconut, and Zach's favorite, the Peanut Butter Brownie. It's uh, delicious. It's perfect for those that are health conscious. If you're on the keto diet, definitely perfect for you. Uh, Low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. They're covered 100% in chocolate, though, and they taste like a candy bar. You're not going to believe that you're actually doing your body a favor by uh, eating a Built Bar. There's many different options for you out there. The uh, package that I like, I like getting the uh, the three flavor box where you get uh, six of three different flavors. There's also a uh, pack where you can get one of every bar. So if you're tr- looking to try Built Bar for the first time, if you're looking to try to find an alternative for a protein bar, uh, that's definitely the one for you. And you can pick your favorite. And then when you order the next time, You'll know what to get. But no matter what uh, package you select, you can go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on when you check out, and you will get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Segment number three, our final segment with Zach Blackerby from Locked On College Football and Locked On Auburn. Uh, We talked about the game that should have been happening tomorrow, but it's not. So now we're going to turn things over to uh, games that actually are being played. I know there's a lot in the uh, Big Ten since they're just now getting started. There's a lot in the uh, Pac-12 as well. Uh, But there's one SEC team in particular I want to get your thoughts on because I've been trying to wrap my brain around how they're going to work this out and uh Greg Sankey he talked with the media the other day too and said that you know hey it's a possibility that things could change but as of right now we're 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 staying on topic but LSU their game this weekend with Alabama was postponed as well due to a COVID-19 situation that they've had in Baton Rouge but mm-hmm. Zach they had to have their game with Florida postponed as well to December the 12th and of course the first thing you think of is well which game's going to be more important for the other team is out of it. They've lost to Auburn. They've lost to Mississippi State. They've lost to Mizzou. There's no way they're going to Atlanta this year uh, right. to uh, compete uh, as SEC West champions. But Alabama and Florida are more than likely going to be playing in the SEC championship game a week after that uh, on December the 19th. So who do you think needs the LSU game more, Alabama or Florida? Who...
1: Well, uh, I would say Florida, just in the sense that I think they're trying to make, uh, if, if, if I'm in the shoes of Florida, I'm trying to do everything I can to say, hey, if we win this thing out and we're able to somehow beat Alabama and Atlanta, they, you know, I would want as impressive as a resume as possible. Obviously, if Alabama runs the table, it doesn't matter. And honestly, if Florida probably wins out, it probably doesn't matter either. I think they're going to take the winner of the SEC. But as far as who it matters more to, I guess I would say Florida, just taken from a resume perspective. And I know that LSU game isn't that as impressive as a point on the resume as it normally is. But I guess just by a little bit, I would say Florida. Now, I think LSU would rather play Alabama based on you know kind of coach o's comments i don't really know why um but yeah yeah for as far as yeah i i, I think I, I think i'm going with florida here
0: so yeah that'll uh that'll be interesting to see how that plays out are they going to keep that game with florida on uh, december the 12th or are they going to scrap one or maybe push the championship game to another week i don't know what the uh falcon schedule is looking like but i guess it really doesn't matter though because the uh The grounds crew at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium does a fantastic job of getting the field ready. I can remember covering the Auburn-Washington game a couple years ago in the Chick-fil-A kickoff, and uh, they needed to completely change the field for another game. I don't think the Falcons had kicked off yet, but, I mean, it seemed like we went into the press conference and we come back out on the field, and it's completely stripped. Like, I mean, there's no paint anywhere. It's insane. So I don't think that really matters as much. But it is going to be interesting to see how well uh, that plays out, especially now that we're kind of late in the year and a lot of the teams have already had their bye week. So they may need an extra week. They may need an extra game. I don't know. But it's going to be interesting. Uh, but do no, you think they'll schedule. Do you think they'll schedule teams that are out of it to play
1: on that SEC Championship Saturday?
0: That's not a bad idea, honestly. I I think that that's. Uh, that would actually help, especially if uh, – and you know, I don't know what the bowl situation is. I know that it looked pretty clear there for a while once the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 said, you know, yeah, we're going to play. And some of the smaller schools were like, we're only going to play a limited schedule because we're only going to play the teams that actually are playing from the Power Five. And uh, yeah. then you've got teams from Liberty too. So I'm sure if there's probably a, a team or two that needs one more win or at least just another shot to, you know, possibly get into a bowl game – I uh I, I wouldn't hesitate to think that that would be a, a a good thing for those teams to have, especially.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking like you know if if COVID issues continue to be a thing for Mississippi State or for Auburn, I know Auburn plays Tennessee next week, um, and you know they, they've they've kind of had issues as well. So if like that couldn't happen, I don't think Auburn or Tennessee is going to be too worried about playing in Atlanta on you know the SEC championship weekend. So like. I would rather have that game happen than, um, you know, an early bowl
0: game happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would definitely be more entertaining to watch, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, One last thing, Zach, before uh, we let you get out of here. Uh, State Auburn not playing this week. Only three SEC games are being played this week. And only a handful of uh, teams in the top 25 are actually going to be playing this week. Uh, I just wanted to ask uh, your thoughts on the uh, the game that you're looking forward most to seeing this week. I've got a couple on my radar. Uh, definitely keeping an eye on our uh, our guy Connor's team, uh, the Indiana Hoosiers over at uh, Home Field Apparel, big sponsor of both uh, Locked On Auburn and Locked On Mississippi State. Totally. Number 10 Hoosiers. Uh, taking on Michigan State this weekend, also've i been uh, I don't know if you've been doing this too. I've uh, been keeping a close eye on uh, Malik Willis, Malik Willis, former Auburn quarterback didn't quite work out, and now he's uh, completely tearing it up over at Liberty. They're getting ready to take on Western Carolina this weekend uh, what are What are some of the games that you're looking forward to watching this weekend?
1: Um, I am looking at that number nine, Miami versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, a two-point favorite in Vegas. Maybe they know something that we don't. Um, I also love just watching Derek King there. Um, Yeah, the Hoosiers is an interesting one just because, you know, they had a big win. Could they stumble against, you know, a pretty bad Michigan State team? There was one earlier I was looking at that I really was interested. Oh, it was uh, Notre Dame-Boston College. It's in Boston College. And, I mean, how many times have we seen Notre Dame or just a team like that that's kind of on the fringe? And it's like, oh, they're good now. Okay, we're all in. Yeah, they're good. And then they go on the road and lose the following week. So I I thought that was interesting. Boston College is not a slouch at five and three. Um, So those are some of the ones that I'm most excited about. I'm also interested in Ole Miss in South Carolina as far as my SEC game of the week. We only have three to pick from. So (laughs) –
0: yeah, make sure you pick the right one. Uh, but yeah, Boston College, a team that almost beat Clemson. Notre Dame, a team that beat Clemson. So I'd say a good measuring stick of both of those programs, I think. Uh, we don't have a game to cover this weekend, but I know that uh, you've got a uh, week of great shows coming up next week on Locked On Auburn as well as uh, Locked On College Football. Uh, you're on there once a week. Uh, where can uh, people find you on social media and what kind of things do you have going on on the podcast next week?
1: Yeah, man, appreciate you asking. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Be sure to uh, yeah, follow me if you want kind of the Auburn perspective on, you know, things happening in the SEC. And then Isaiah Hole and I, Isaiah hosts Locked On Wolverines, our Michigan guy throughout the network. We host Locked On College Football every Tuesday. So uh, would love to have your ears there. But yeah, check out Locked On Auburn every single day. Um, you know, maybe that week leading up if uh, Auburn and Mississippi state ever actually do play (laughs) a month now, we can, um, you know, if you want the, uh, the other side of the story there, but Taylor, good to chat with you,
0: buddy. It's been too long. Yes, it has been way too long. We need to do this more often. Uh, Maybe in uh, in a couple of weeks we can do this again and actually preview a game. I'm looking forward to that, man.
1: Hey, we got some basketball coming up. Yes, too. Our we team do. Play
0: really there as well, so we'll figure
1: out how to make it happen more often.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think your team and my team both have a uh, date set up for Atlanta as well, uh, playing in uh, one of the big tournaments at the beginning of the season. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun to cover as well. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media at Locked On Miss State. That's Locked On M-I-S-S-S-T. On Twitter and Instagram. You can follow my personal page at TaylorJones underscore underscore. And you can also send us an email if you're not into social media. Uh, Locked on Mississippi State at gmail.com. So until next week, have a great weekend, everyone. Try to find some good football to watch. And we'll uh, talk to you again on Monday. Hell State, we'll talk again soon.